Okay, so explaining this midrash, beginning of Paragman base over here, Birze ki binyamin roi haya sheyered tchil yam. Binyamin had a certain aspect of being the fitting to be the first one to go down to the sea. Mipneishu binyamin had seir vhu haachron. The sea is in the west. Sun rises in the, but it settles in the final, its final location in the west. It says that the end. And so if Ruvain would be the beginning, that would be like, so to speak, Ruvain would be like the east, and Binyam is going to be the west. Now, and the yam is in the west. Not, now, clarification. Obviously, we don't mean the yam suf is in the west or was in the west in relation to Kalsa when they were. It means if you're living in Eretz Yisrael, which is where you should be living, so the, the directions over there are called that Kedem, Negev, Tzofon, and Yam. Those are the directions. The desert means south. Kedem is first, means east. First is called east, or east is called first, I should say. West is called the sea. North is called hidden, Tzofon. It means to say that the directions have a personality to them. Directions are not just directions. Just four, whichever way you go, right? It's, there's a personality to them. So the personality of West is Yam. So Yam has to do with the end. If straight ahead has to do with the beginning of the east. So west is the yam. Is, is the ha'ara, is that when we, when we visibly look at the sea, we see its vastness, right? It, 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 it seems like eternity. It seems like the end, right? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Come up with five such proposals right here on the spot. Maybe there's something to them, maybe there's nothing to any of them. Um, <clears throat> let's see, yeah? So the point is that Binyamin being the youngest one is appropriate for the sea, which is the end of the you know, children being born to Yaakov. Sharei lakach nikra Hamarav Yam Bishvilze Omarav Nikra Achur Pamim Harpe is the back, many times referred to as the back, or the, the end, right? Rawi Binyamin, Shiye Yored Tchila, Shehu Achur Elayam. He is the last one, so he gets to go in first. Into the yam. I have Achron. 
He is the Achron. Oh, this is a parenthetical statement. Now, parenthetical statement. Who is the last one of the Shvatim to be born? He is fit to go down first. El Hayam to the sea. So too, in the when the Jewish people would journey, the encampments, the flags of the people, Binyaminhu, Yama, he is in the western direction. He's the back. The Yehuda who Barishona. Yehuda is up in the front. Olakach de Galohayag. Kedma. He was in the east when the Jewish people of the encampments. Ukemosha Degel Binyamin Bemarev Kachaya Degel Yehuda Bemizrach. So you get the beginning and the end. Vine. Elushnaim. Yehuda Ubinyamin, Kolachadvechad Yesh Lo Shaiches Shiyet Chila. So each one has a uh, claim to be the first one to go down to the sea. Ki Binyamin Mitzayet Shehu Karvel Ayam, he is the most sea like, he is the end, he is the west, so he is appropriate for the sea. Rotsuleredes Chila, so he wanted to go in first. The Yehuda Hibnesha Haya Holech Burosh Ratzelaredes. So, since Yehuda is the leader of the Jewish people, he wants to go down. So, notice if we look at it from the perspective of the sea, you ask the sea, which one of the Shvatim should go down to you first? So, you see, would say, of course, Binyamin, he is the one that's most appropriate for me. But you ask from the perspective of the Jewish people, which one of you should be the leader? Answer is Yehuda. He's the one that's first. So mitzad klal should be Yehuda. Mitzad the yam should be binyamin. There's two things happening. There's Jewish people going into the sea. Which one are you going to focus on? If it's the Jewish people going into the sea, then Yehuda goes first. If it's the Jewish people going into the sea, then binyamin goes first. Question is... On the emphasis. What's your perspective? Right? What's the what direction are we looking at it from? As are you with us? Ezra, you there? I'm with you, sorry. Uh, I'm not next to my phone, but I'm listening with my camera. Wonderful. Like you rogue me as Sha Hayu Haim Rotsim Loredov Thila. Ella She Yared Binyamin Thila Mitsad Shehukarov Elayam Vehaya Mishtokek Lisham. He was yearning for that. Umimnekah Zacha Shetishrishina Bukhalko Mipneshe 
Where do we see the Shina is in the Marav? The Shina never relates to Marav. The Western Wall. Yeah, yeah. sure. Right. Because the everlasting never, never gets destroyed. What? Why? Why does Yishkinah belong in the Marav? Yep. Good question. And why is the Kosal Maravi Uriah for that? Why is the Kosal Maravi Uriah for it? Are we speaking about the modern day Kosal? Sure. Yeah. Why is it? That it couldn't destroy it because the Shkinah was there. Everything else they could destroy. That's right. So it's Uriah right. that the Shkinah is there. It's not explaining why the Shkinah is there, but it's Uriah that it is there. Your first question is still a question. We haven't. We have not answered the question. We have simply said that yes, that's true. That the Shekhinah is in the in the Kosmar um, Rabbi. But not, we've not explained why. Right. Yeah. Great. Right. So first of all, just maybe another. Again, won't it won't um, explain why. But if one looks at the Beis Hamikdash or the Mishkan, right? The westernmost part is the Kodesh Kadoshim. Right? The whole eastern half of the uh, courtyard is empty. In the western half of the courtyard stays, stands the Mishkan. The Mishkan as you travel west, first you come into the Kodesh, and then you come into the Kodesh HaKadosh. So, that, and that's the end. That's, you know, you're progressing, you're starting from the east where you just come in, that's where the opening is, into the Chatzar, is in the east. You come in, and you progress into the Kodesh, and finally, the end is the Kodesh Kadosh. That's the end. That's the Sof. Pardon my ignorance. When I look at aerial shots of modern day Kodesh right? You get the, the temple mount. You get the temple mount. You have the Dome of the Rock. Like, it looks like looks like this is the coastal. This is north, east, south. It's a rectangle, right? Okay. Kodesh Kadoshim is like here. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. the rectangle is north south. The, the temple mount, the flat plateau, is north south. Yeah. So we're saying that the, the base of English itself was facing, was east-west, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it like that? So I'm just double checking. No question, what's all that extra space around? I'm just, I'm just double checking. So the, we were, we entered this way. Kodesh Kedoshim is this, is here facing this way, right? Okay. That's good. This blue is like the base of Migdash, and the black is the Temple Mount. And Kodesh Kedoshim is here. 
Yeah. It's facing this way. Hmm. It just seems, uh, okay. Okay. seems weird that it's not facing this way. So you parallel with the... Why did Herod make the Temple Mound uh, in the wrong dimensions? Like seemingly... Why, why make it face this way as opposed to this way? Well, you can't change the direction of the base of Migdish. That's, it has to... <laughs> And that face yeah. has to, you know, it faces east, and you come in from the east, and you travel all the way west towards the Kodesh Kadosh, right? That's that has to stay. But being a Herod built a temple mound on top of the mountain, he flattened out the area and made it. So you're asking, why did he make it so it's like this, it's like longer this. north to south yeah. that is okay. so wide this, east to west? His wife, his Herod, was a Brilliant builder, engineer, and, and he exercised his discretion. One of the wonders of the world, and I don't know what he had over there. Maybe he had a circus on each side. I don't know. Okay. Whatever it is, he was for some reason he did that. But be that as it may, it doesn't change the what's happening inside. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Um, So, so I think in other places, maybe the Maral says that Yam is numerical value 50, which is the end. That's it. You make it to 50, there's no more. You can't count more than 50. You count 49, in 50 you can't count in this world, right? But that's the end. Why can't you count 50 in this world? Have you ever counted 50? Yeah, sure. I, we, I only count 49. Adding one more number. During Sirius Homer. Oh. <laughs> so you count 49. Yes. That's it. Right. You don't count the 50th. The counting we're referring to is the Sirius Homer counting. As opposed to, I am counting to a number. Okay. Okay, so that's the Binyamin, the Yehuda. Shehaya Rotsa Leredes Sham, Tchila. Zoha Lamalchus Kiamelech Yelik Burosh Pitneam. So look at how it comes out perfectly. Mitzad the Mokom, Mitzad the place. So Binyamin ends up with the reward. And Mitzad the Klausrel, Yehuda ends up with the reward. So Binyamin has the Shoshashkin in his Chalik. And Mitzad, the Klausrel, Yehuda, ends up with the leadership. And his Klausrel in Chalik, in the base of Migdash, people gather in Shev Yehuda, but the Shechina is in Shev Binyamin, that little mm-hmm. piece of land. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh. You with us? Yep. That's why the Kozal Moravi is always not going to be, it's never going to be destroyed because it's in Binyamin's port. It's in Binyamin's portion. Okay. 
Um, sorry, sorry. I'm not sure about that. Uh, maybe. Because it has a, sh- it has a Shekhinah but, on it. Yeah. The reason why the reason Shekhinah is there is because that's when Yom is born. Because well, for sure the Kodesh HaKadoshim, for sure the, the Kodesh HaKadoshim was in Yom's portion. Because he had like a, like a thin finger protruding into Yehuda's territory. We, we assume that encompasses the coast of Moravia, right? Probably. How thin was it? Probably, I mean, right. Right? Yeah. Makes sense. Kind of similar to the way that, uh, yeah, that uh, like Yerushalayim looks like today. I mean, like, yeah, you got distant finger the, of Israel protruding into the West Bank. Bank. Which is uh, the territory of Yehuda, all around there. The West Bank. That territory around uh, around Jerusalem. East Jerusalem. Yeah, but it was, it was mo- almost all of Jerusalem was was in Yehuda. It was just literally a very thin sliver that Benjamin had. Okay. Tavin um, Mizeh. Hamoshal, Shehevi, right, it, it, it was a little bit of a strange Moshal with the whole story with the king that told his two sons, he told one of them to wake me up at midnight, the other one he told to wake up, no, no, sorry, one told to wake him at Amad Shachar, was it? Mm-hmm. And the other one was at three hours into the day. One was Nates, and the other one three hours into the day. Nates is the mamish, the very beginning. Three hours is the is the end. End of the morning. So, so uh, like, why is this king giving conflicting uh, instructions to his two sons? The two of them are fighting. Uh, don't do that. Don't give conflicting instructions. <laughs> Here's a marshal for you. No, that marshal is very bad. It's confusing, right? When did Hashem ever tr- confuse the Jewish people? Who should go in first? Answer is, now we understand, right? It was Benjamin that went in first, right? And then they threw rocks at him. So he's like the, he's like the Nate's guy. Oh, so you're asking, there's a little bit of a backwards. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's see. Good job. Are you picking it up? Um, so Ari's already trying to figure out what the moral is going to say and asking Kasha out. <laughs> okay. The Tavin Mizeh, Hamoshal, Shehevi, Mimelech Basavadam, Sha'amar, Libano, Hayachad, Sheyamid, also Bishalashos, Ulibano Akatan, Kalosa Shachar, Vuhu Remes, Kibinyamin, Yoser Mugdam Haya Mi Yehuda Liam. Pinyamin went in first. Yes, so, Ari, I think uh, he's not going with your, with the, their, with the fact that Pinyamin should have been the latter, right? Not Ahron, which is saying one of the sons has instructions to go in earlier, the other instruction, the son has instructions to go in later, so to speak. Ki Pinyamin Haya 
יור לים מצאי שהוא ראוי לזה בעצמו ויהודה מצאי שהוא ראוי להיות קודם מצד מעלוסו It's not that he is appropriate for this action, he just between him and Binyamin, he should be doing the first one to do it. So he's saying, if anyone's going to go first, I'm going to go in first. But Binyamin was going in first because he actually felt some sort of an affinity to that. Okay, so... Well, that's Rabbi Yehuda. Sorry, are we moving off the muscle? That's it. Done. The, sorry, I don't understand. The, the waking up the king? No. Well, the king giving conflicting instructions means that there's two ways to look at it, in other words. Who should, who should go with first? Should it be right away or should it be later? We're not saying that as far as going to the sea that we should wait later, right? We're not, we're not, don't say we should wait to go to the sea three hours. Right. But uh, we're saying that, so to speak, the king gave conflicting instructions. In what way were, they cons- were the instructions conflicting? Is, on the one hand, Binyamin has instructions to go in. On the other hand, Yehuda has instructions to go in. Binyamin, beside the fact that he is most fit for this action, Yehuda beside the fact that he's the fit to be the leader of Klausel. That's it. Okay? Well, that's Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Rabbi Yehuda says that they were all arguing, and then Nashan ben Aminadav went in. Lo haya echad mehem. Oh, sorry. Second, let me look at the words of the Midrash again. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer. Each one saying, I will go. While they're talking, Nashim bin Adav jumped in. But um, he seems to be saying that neither one of them wanted to go in. Nobody, none of the Shvatim wanted to go in. Yehuda. Shikili Shmo, that he sanctified Hashem's name, Shanemar, Haise Yehuda Lukadsho. Yes, that's what I was looking for. If we look back in the Midrash, so the way that I, I have it, Ani Yored. The Zomer Ani Yored. But in the Shinunuschos, so Rafarban brings Ani. Yore. That's that's the midrash. If you look in the midrash itself, that that's exactly what I was hoping to find. Ain yore. I I am not willing to go in. From a language of ain. How is he different from the first opinion? Right. Everyone's afraid. I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going in. Right. And until Nashim ben went and jumped in. Yeah, no, he got that. Did you correct it? 
back in the midrash. Okay, so I'm not willing to go in. I'm not willing to go in until Nachshon ben, ben Aminadav went and jumped in. So now, now we can read the morale. Not, not one of them, of the Shvatim, wanted to go in until Yehudo jumped in, meaning Shevet Yehudo, meaning Hashem ben Aminadav, and sanctified Hashem's name in the world, like the, like we say in Halal, from Tehillim, Ha'isa Yehudo Lekadshel, that they sanctified Hashem's name. V'ra'ui Hayal Kadesh Hashem, Kibishmo Hu Hashem. Yehuda has Hashem's name in his name. Yehuda is the name Yud Kevavke, just with a Dalit added to it. Okay. Shekidish Moshe Nemar, sorry, apologies. Vechain Leia Amra, Hapam Ode Hashem. Right, so he's saying uh, people think the word Yehuda is from the language of Hodor. But he's pointing out that even at the very time of the Hodor that we're talking about, <coughs> it's a Oda Hashem. Shekol Shem Yehuda, the entire, the whole essence of the name Yehuda, Al Hodos Shmo. The whole thing is uh, admitting or being grateful to Hashem's name. Olakach Rawi Limloch Kimi Shehu Magdil Umifayer Eshmo, someone who makes great and beautifies Hashem's name. Rawi Shehye Melech, he is fit to be king. Shehye Shlo, Shame. Hashivus. A king is what? A king is someone who is Hashiv. Right? So if you give Hashivus to Hashem, then you deserve to be a Hashiv. Vod. Kikadush. I mean, the Kedush Shmo. Mora Shehui is Borach Nivdal. Sanctifying Hashem's name. Giving up physicality, giving up our lives for the for the sanctification of Hashem's name. That shows that Hashem is transcendent. It shows that there's no erichim, there's no equivalency. No matter how many jelly-filled donuts you are offered, right, or I have to give up for that matter, for sanctifi- sanctification of Hashem's name, of the crown, right? That's what it's going to take, because there's no, anything here, no matter how much, it's all should be given up for the Hashivus of Hashem's name. That's what it means, Kiddush Hashem. So, that shows that Hashem is Nivdal, that there's no Erechim. Nivdal means separate, separate transcendent, which means there's no equivalency, right? If someone says to you, how much do you want for your youngest child? 
I'll cut you a check right now. Right? You say, no, nothing. What do you mean? I'm not. Tell me how much. It's, I'm ready to play ball. Right? <laughs> no. No amount, right? Why? Because it's transcendent. The, this value, it cannot be expressed in that value. Yeah? So. So. The sanctification of Hashem's name is shows that we understand Hashem to be transcendent. There's no equivalency of any number of jelly donuts for one pagama of Hashem's name. They call them such. No matter what it is, it has to be given up. Shazehu inyan hakadosh b'chol makom. That's what kedusha means. Transcendent, nivdul. V'davar zeh mavur. Then you've made it that Hashem is transcendent above everything. This indicates that Hashem is king. The king is transcendent from everybody else. Misham Lechani, the one that made me king first, which was Yehuda, Shevet Yehuda, Kishmol Kadosh, Nivdal Minan Nimsoyim, Obezehu Melech Olam, that makes Hashem king, Kach, Hura Uigam Kain, Shia Melech, Nivdal Mishar Yisrael. Perfect stopping place.